the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's Common Sense Conservative Commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us. That's right. I love this American And hello, everybody. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Radio Show. Happy, happy day, America. Wow, what a great day. What a great night last night in Iowa. And uh, we have got some of the best analysis coming your way in uh, just a little while. Also giving you an opportunity to have your say on what last night means to America and what it means to the Republican Party, what it means to the future of the America Fast, uh, America First movement. I, I will tell you, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, we were expecting a landslide victory. I was talking about this on the air yesterday. And uh, reading the tea leaves, it was very clear to me going into last night that we were going to be in for a, a big, big night. Folks, I am uh, feeling very good about to where we are right now. I, th- look, uh, Trump derangement syndrome has reached epidemic proportions. Forget about the China virus. I am more concerned about TDS, which is an incurable malady. And unfortunately, many, many uh, liberals across America, many never-Trumpers across America, many woke evangelicals across America are suffering from TDS. Maybe we should do a telephone. I'll talk to Grace Baker and see what we can do. Maybe have some musical acts, a variety show. We can raise money, and maybe there is a cure. But the only the only cure for saving America, ladies and gentlemen, is a Donald John Trump White House. That's it. And the lesson coming from last night, and there were a couple of lessons. First of all, uh, Ron DeSantis and his team are sore losers. And uh, number two, well, we have some audio from Nikki Haley, who um, we now learn cannot do basic mathematics. I can safely say, tonight, Iowa made this Republican primary a two-person race. Oh, what? 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 Okay, we've got Trump, and we've got DeSantis. Okay, what is she saying? So, look, the reality here, ladies and gentlemen, is that, that it's over. It is. It doesn't matter what happens in, in New Hampshire. It doesn't matter what happens in South Carolina. By the way, Trump is crushing Nikki Haley in her own state. So it, it tells me that the American people and the Republicans have made up their mind. You have made up your mind. And so to continue the primaries, to, contri- to continue the cockeye, by the way, someone sent me, Todd, isn't the plural of caucus, the plural of caucuses, caucuses, right? Well, cockeye or caucuses, it's your choice. You decide. But regardless, 
we're squandering money. Tens of millions of dollars we are squandering. All of that money should be directed at taking down the Democrats in the general election. So I just see this all now as as a waste of time. Last night, historic victory. And let me tell you something. They're playing dirty. So there's a, there's a county in Iowa, Johnson County, and the reporting that we heard last night, and I was getting text messages about this, that the, the Democrats were actually coming out and were participating in the, the caucus there in Johnson County. So that was the county where Trump looked into the wee hours of the morning. Donald Trump had already been declared the winner in all 99 counties in Iowa. Well, they came back, and they, they're counting the ballots, and it turns out that Nikki Haley beat him by literally one vote. One vote. So you know the Democrats were up to shenanigans last night. So they denied Trump a clean sweep, but let's get real. He won everything last night, and it was a beautiful moment. Now, the DeSantis campaign is very upset at uh, Fox News, and I will, I'll, I will give them this. That was pretty lousy. What the media did last night was pretty lousy. So I was I, look. So many of you, and and we do this. I look. What I'm about to tell you, I, I don't want you to think that. Well, there goes Starnes again. He's just griping and complaining, griping and complaining. That's no, 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 no. Don't, don't, no. Hear me. What we do for you in our after hours, because when you're home and you're watching. Uh, Blue Bloods or Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. The, the rest of the Todd Stern Show team, we are still working. And, and we watch things like CNN and MSDNC, and we do that so that you don't have to. It, it's it's our way of showing love. We love you. Not in a in a creepy sort of Joe Biden, 11-year-old little girl way. No, no, we we truly love you, and we we, we want to provide, th- we want to do stuff for you. And we don't want you to be subjected to Rachel Madcow or the, the black chick in the uh, Donald Trump wig, Joy Reid. No, we don't want to do that. So all that to say, last night I was preparing for a long night of work. And I'm I'm sitting down there. I I used to be able to uh, to, to eat the delicious Orville Redenbacher, uh, Orville Redenbacher popcorn, but I can't do that anymore. So I'm sitting there eating grapes. And I'm drinking my Baptist martini. For you Lutherans out there, that's a Diet Coke with a wedge of lemon. And I'm getting ready, relaxing, getting ready to settle in and watch all of the coverage. And before I could even, before I can even let the fizz go down in the Baptist martini in my beautiful crystal glass that I purchased from Crate and Barrel, before I could even do that, they had declared a winner. I'm, wait, what? Sure enough, last I mean it was we weren't even thirty minutes into the night, and all of the networks declared Trump had won, which I mean we all knew that, but you still have to give the people the opportunity to vote. Now here's what's really funny about this. Just about everybody going to the cockeye had Fox News apps on their phone. So people, we're talking thousands of people, thousands of people across Iowa are standing in line, and you have to sign in, and then you go in and you a caucus. So they're signing in, and all of a sudden, in mass, phones start going off everywhere, declaring Trump is the winner. And all of these people are standing around looking at everybody, saying, well, wait a second, we haven't even voted yet. 
The process hasn't even started yet. The Iowa GOP putting out a statement, by the way, they're very upset about this, and they say it's not right. And you know what? I'll give it to them. I've always had a problem with that, declaring winners of races when people out on the left coast are still standing in line ready to cast a ballot. What's the harm in waiting? But you know how the media is, and Fox is just as bad as everybody else is about that nonsense. So anyway, we've got a lot of audio uh, to play with. By the way, speaking of the media, they refused. They refused to broadcast Trump's incredible victory speech last night. And, And may I just say, that was a great speech. The president was was pretty emotional last night, and he was um, I, there was there was a conciliatory tone about what the president delivered last night. That kind of messaging will win him independent voters and, quite frankly, some Democrat voters if he maintains that that consistency. Do I think it's going to happen? No, of course not. But it's Trump, right? He's going to say what's on his mind. But last night, and I know a lot of you, a lot of you DeSantis folks, I know you have your pantyhose in a twist over this. I get it. But you got to get over it. Your guy's just not likable. It's, it's not working. And keep in mind, when Ron DeSantis ran for the governorship of Florida, the first go around, he was in third place in that race until Donald Trump stepped in and gave him the endorsement. So Ron DeSantis owes his political career to Donald Trump. But last night, Trump was, he was gracious. He thanked Ron. He didn't say DeSantis. He said, I want to thank Ron for a good campaign and uh, Nikki for a good campaign. And then he went out of his way to thank Vivek Ramaswamy, who, by the way, was a great statesman last night, and at least in my estimation, and uh, conceded that it was over for him. And he was throwing his support behind Donald Trump. That's the Donald Trump we we needed to see last night. And that is the Donald Trump. He was having a good time. But he was also talking about his family, and there was a lot of talk about family. And when you, I was watching his speech, and I kept thinking about all the horrible things that the Democrats have done to this man, that the weaponized Justice Department is doing to this man that his own party is doing to him, and he doesn't deserve any of it. Now, I'm not saying he's a saint. I'm not saying he's perfect. None of us are are perfect. None of us are saints. We are sinners saved by grace. But I will say this, that the Trump we saw last night is a man who could win in a landslide in November, and he will if everyone gets on board. So that's where we're at. We're going to open up the phone lines. Want to get your take from last night. I do want to play some audio, though, because this is important, and you need to understand something, and especially all of you Christian Republicans out there. And I'm a Christian. I'm an evangelical Christian. But may may I just talk to the Christians for the audience? The the rest of you, just just hang tight for a second. All of you Christians out there, you got to stop being wusses. you got to man up. You know... But they're they're calling me a very bad name. They're saying I'm a I'm a bad Christian because I support Trump, and I I don't want to I don't want to tell anybody. I'm just going to keep it to myself. But I'm going to vote for Trump. But shh, don't tell anybody. 
Keep it quiet. Come on. What kind of Christianity is that? Be bold and courageous. They're going to be coming after you. They're going to be calling you every name under the book, every single name out there. But you can't buy into it. Don't be bullied or intimidated. And if you feel like you're about to be bullied or intimidated, you call me. And I'll help set you straight. As a matter of fact, if you got the bully's phone number, we'll call them up and give them the what for. But you better believe it. They're going to be coming after you. And and I'm going to get into more of that. Uh, But right now, we're going to take a break. Uh, When we come back, I'll open up the phone lines, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stern Show. MyPillow is celebrating its 20-year anniversary with over 80 million MyPillows sold. Mike Lindell at MyPillow wants to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in the history of MyPillow. You're going to get their queen-size MyPillow for $19.98, regular price $69.98, and just $10 more, you're going to be able to get a king-size pillow. You're going to receive deep discounts on all MyPillow products like bed sheets, mattress toppers, pet beds, mattresses, my slippers, and so much more. This is the time to try out some of their other amazing Amazing products you've had your eye on. Go to mypello.com slash starns. That's mypello.com slash starns. Use the promo code starns to get this amazing offer of the queen size MyPello for $19.98 or call 1 800 839 8506. The offer comes with a 10 year warranty and a 60 day money back guarantee. That's mypello.com slash starns. Use the promo code starns or call 800 839 8506. Promo code starns. All right, welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Program. Man, is it cold outside. It's like 9 degrees in Memphis, Tennessee. There is little, literally frost on the pork butts down at Central Barbecue. I've never seen anything like this before. That being said, uh, ooh, sweet mercy. It's we got to crank up the heat today. All right, um, I want to go to the phone lines here. Uh, let's start the day in Memphis, Tennessee. James, listening to us on KWAM, our flagship station. Hi, James. What did you think about last night? Man, so I'm happy as a lot. I'm a happy guy anyway. I won't care who wins. But because I'm really concerned with the people, I got a granddaughter, two years old. And when I vote for Donald Trump, I'm voting for myself. Because the American people got to realize, just like he said, they ain't just coming for him. They coming after anybody that don't agree with him. And I don't really agree with too many people. I get into little, uh, don't, it don't, I don't have my pistols with me, so I ain't shooting nobody. But people, I'm always uh, speaking my mind. I've been speaking my mind here. I'm 75. I've been speaking my mind here since I was 15. I was kind of guy that said, if I get beat up, that's fine with me. I'm just going to get up and see and say what I said. James, we need more men in America with with that sort of a mindset. And and if we did, I think the country would be in a heck of a lot better shape than it's in right now. I'll tell you that much. Look here, man, common sense. I'm from the streets. I'm from Vietnam. I was in Vietnam. But the point about it, if you can't see what's going on now, like my wife, we weren't going to get no divorce because we disagree with Trump. She didn't like Trump because of what that he. He called some little boys, it was a rape or something. I forgot what it was. But I told her, I said, that's immaterial. We're talking about the survival of this country and them taxing the hell at you. 
so they tax the airlines so they can pay for this stupidity. People ought to be very upset that they're taxing you and giving it to Ukraine, giving it to Israel. I don't care about Israel. I don't care about Ukraine. I know people stuck with their country over there, but I ain't got nothing to do with all that. James, I, I'm not sure what happened yet. James, I agree with you a thousand percent. I do think we have to support Israel because they're our ally and we have we have agreements with them. But to your point, and by the way, James, thank you. I didn't realize you served in Vietnam. You, you, you hid that nugget for all the times you've been calling into the program. Thank you, sir, for serving our great nation. But you're right. They're taxing the you-know-what out of all of us. So a report of, well, from David Kostoff, our good friend, the congressman here in Tennessee, said inflation was about one, a little over 1% when, 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 when Biden took office, now 17%. It is absolutely unsustainable. But this idea that they're going to go out there and, and they're going to, uh, they're going to try to silence dissent in America. I got a big problem with that. I want to read something that uh, David David Chapman on our Facebook Live page wrote this. He says um, people tend to and let me let me set the stage for this. Beth Moore, the lady Bible teacher, uh, the the lady preacher as we call her, uh, she is blasting all of you Christians who are supporting Donald Trump, and we've got that story up on our website toddsterns.com. And the the problem. With these, uh, with these lady preachers, and I call them woke evangelicals. That's what I call them, woke evangelicals. And she's embraced the teachings of the woke evangelicalism, their theology. She um, suffered in the, gosh, in the last administration, she suffered a psychotic episode of TDS. It was terrible, just terrible. But the problem is, and I know she's got her clerical robes in a twist over all of this, and I get it. But I, I didn't see her criticizing Barack Obama. I, I didn't see her criticizing Joe Biden. So why she's just going after the Republican presidential candidate? But what she doesn't understand is that the Bible is filled with stories of flawed men and women who were used by God to do mighty things. And I believe that God is doing mighty things through many Christians in this country, including Donald Trump. And and let's get real. I think the problem with Preacher Moore and her, and her ilk is that this has more to do with politics than it really does to do with, with Jesus Christ. So I'm curious. I know we have a lot of ladies in the audience, and maybe you've gone through these Beth Moore Bible studies. But, man, she is off the reservation here. But I just want to, I want you to hear me on this, and we're going to take your calls. Trust me on this. I got a lot to say today. But all of this notion that all of you Christians who vote for President Trump, or maybe you fly old glory outside of your church house, they want you to think you're a bunch of heathen nationalists. That, ladies and gentlemen, is grade A horse dung. I will say it again, grade A horse dung. And maybe all these people like Beth Moore and these woke evangelicals and the people on MSDNC and CNN blasting all of you Christians and trying to bully you, maybe they need to be putting down the stones and picking up their Bible. Maybe they can learn a thing or two about sinners saved by grace, much of heathens. 
All right, got to take a break. We're going to the calls. Trust me on this. We'll be right back. Welcome to the Todd Starn Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, Let's go to the phone lines here. Johnny is listening to us in Memphis, Tennessee, KWAM. Johnny, are you staying warm? That's the the big issue for for the folks in Memphis today. Oh, yeah. Yeah, staying real warm. Um, All went well an hour last night, didn't it? Well, I I think it did. What What did you think about last night? Well, I was wondering why there was no claim of a voter fraud. I mean, that that's what I was wondering. Why 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 there was no claim of a voter fraud? Johnny, um, are you are you are you trying to make light of something, or are you, I I sense something in your in your tone, Johnny? No, I'm 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 just asking you why was there no claim of voter fraud? Well, I'm going to answer your question, Johnny, and I let me tell you what it's got. I'm about to pour gasoline on your fire. Here we go. Uh, the reason why there was no voter fraud last night is because they counted every single ballot by hand. No, they did. Johnny, you got to let me finish. You asked a okay, question, okay, and I'm okay. explaining it to you. Okay. They literally okay. counted, and then they made sure they had they had redundancies there. So not only did everybody vote in person on one day and on a written, handwritten ballot – and that's the reason why there was no voter fraud last night. Yeah, uh, and then all the white evangelicals they got on board. Uh, the ones that God lied to. Whoa, 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 whoa! What do you, what do, whoa, whoa, Paul, Johnny? Paul what do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? Kenneth Copeland. Uh, well, they they said that God had told them that Donald Trump was going to get reelected. You Who know? told and, you that? Uh, and, and and so oh oh, it's it, uh, you could pull it up, but anyway, no, 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 uh, Johnny. I, I hold on, hold on. I mean, you're smearing. You're what about sixty-one percent of Iowa is uh, identifies as white Christian. So, what what is the point you're trying to make here? The ones that God lied to that Who? said that Donald Trump, you, the seven hundred club, you know, all of you all were saying that God has spoke to you all and said that Donald Trump would get reelected. God hasn't spoken to me. God hasn't spoken to me about Donald John Trump. I think the the Holy Spirit talks to me, but I haven't talked to the Holy Spirit about politics. But but again, I I know that you sort of veered away from your original call here, but the reason why there was no voter fraud last night, and by the way, um, real quick here, this is from the reporting of CBS News. CBS News, remember I told you about Johnston County, where that was the one county where Nikki Haley won, they reported that Democrats by the droves uh, came out and uh, filled out forms to switch to the Republican Party last night to vote in the caucus, and they ran out of those forms. And that was the one place where they overwhelmingly voted for Nikki Haley. I'm just uh, telling you, I I don't make this up. This uh, is CBS News reporting, Johnny. Yeah, uh, and and uh, you know, you uh, he's not going to win. I tell you that now. Because why do you uh, say that? Why do you say he's not going to win, Johnny? Because he's not going to win. You know, you all can get your hopes up. That's just the cop. You know, not a good reason why. Base. 
uh, uh, you know, as he gets out and he riles up his base. But see, that did not work in twenty. That uh, worked pretty good last night. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That, that definitely did work because that's his base, Todd. You know, he's going to win. The there. base is the Republican Party, and. And, Johnny, I'm telling you, I w- do not be surprised if he does well even among black Democrats here in Memphis, Tennessee, because they have seen what the policies of the Democrat Party have done to this city, and and it's been decimated. The Democrat Party done exactly what they promised. They promised. They destroyed they, the city. The, yeah, the Democrats. Well, he, he was riding off of obama's economy and they want to say that the economy was doing good as soon as he got elected the economy just flipped around he was riding off of obama's economy and he messed that up no 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 sir look at inflation look at inflation look at where inflation was when joe biden started and look at where it is now that's all on that's all on the democrats johnny all right gotta run appreciate the call though i do want to address something though because this is a narrative coming out of msdnc that all of the uh, the white Christian voters in Iowa, that you people are a bunch of racist. So Joyless Reed, uh, she is one of the uh, lady hosts on MSDNC. She's a black woman, and uh, last night she was wearing a Trump wig. Uh, did you see this? It was this blonde Trump wig. Technically, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, hmm, oh, yes, cultural appropriation. So, Miss Ma- Miss um, Miss Reed, a uh, joyless Reed, uh, incredibly triggered by all of you uh, white honkies out there. I know that's redundant, but cut number one. But, you know, I feel like the, the important sort of data point and, and, you know, Steve talks about it a lot. He's, he's going to probably talk about it a little more tonight is that these, these are white Christians. That this is a state that is overrepresented by white Christians that are going to participate in these caucuses, especially tonight. Um, I today, earlier today, reached out to Robert Jones, Robbie Jones, um, from the Public Religion Research Institute, knowing that we were going to talk about Iowa. And this is a hyper evangelical white state. And he said the following to me Iowa is about 61% white Christian. The country as a whole is approximately 41% white Christian. And in Iowa, we're talking about evangelical white Christians. And he said the following. Because I asked him, what do they get out of supporting Donald Trump? Because he keeps losing, he keeps delivering losses and losses and losses. And he said the following. They see themselves as the rightful inheritors of this country. And Trump has promised to give it back to them. All the things that we think about, about electability, about, you know, what are people gaming out or mm-hmm. none of that matters when you believe that God has given you this country, that it is yours and that everyone who is not a white conservative Christian is a is a fraudulent American, is a less a, a less real American. Then you don't care about electability. You care about what God has given. Mm, she ignorant. Uh, that's that's joyless read right there. Now, uh, people were calling her out. Uh, they say, whoa, whoa, Nelly, she's a, she's a bigot, that one. You can't say that on TV. No, 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 ladies and gentlemen. I want to come to her defense on this one issue. Joyless Reed is, is not a bigot. She is a flat-out racist. She hates you white people. She does. If you're a person of the Caucasian persuasion, she don't like you. I don't like honky. That's joyless read. And it's a pretty detestable thing 
that MSDNC would literally platform a racist. Could you imagine anybody at Fox or Newsmax saying something like that about about black voters? They would they would literally revoke the FCC broadcasting license of those networks. If so, so what we are watching on MSDNC is flat out racism. And she didn't stop there because she has a theory about why all of you white Christians in Iowa did not vote for Nikki Haley. Cut three. New Hampshire. And I think to the point that you made, Steph, I mean, it's the elephant in the room. She's still a brown lady that's got to try to win in a party that is deeply anti-immigrant and which accepts the notion that you can say immigrants are poisoning the blood of our country. She's getting, you know, birthered by Donald Trump. Um, and I don't care how much the donor class likes her, which will ramp up a lot, the better she does in New Hampshire. So it's still a challenge. I don't see how she becomes the nominee of that party with Donald Trump still around. I can't picture it happening. Maybe it could happen. Ron DeSantis' only argument for staying in it is he's the white guy that he can still make the appeal to white have, Wow. So is she like the resident racist? On I mean, what is going on here? Does she end every broadcast with the black power salute? So I, I want to set the record straight here. First of all, I think one of the reasons why Nikki Haley did not get the win last night is she doesn't know how to count. And if she can't do basic math, if she can't figure out that she was number three in the race, then how in the world is she going to be able to balance a budget? How is that humanly possible? So I think that's one of the reasons why Nikki Haley did not do well last night. That and she's just annoying. I mean, she it's just... Eh, grading, uh, terrible. But I want to set the record straight here because we deal with facts and uh, did a little bit of research on Iowa to find out what in the world is going on. Are the good Christian people of Iowa really racist? Well, it turns out that slavery had always been outlawed in Iowa. There were never any slaves in Iowa because Iowa was a free state. As a matter of fact, Iowa actually led the nation in promoting civil rights. Now, back in the 1960s, you had the Dixiecrats. I say, I say the Dixiecrats. Them Democrats, and they were standing up, and we're not going to give the black man the right to vote. I say, I say, we're not going to do it. I say, Lyndon, don't you go down that road to civil rights. I mean, that was happening, right? Democrats were trying to stop the civil rights movement from happening in the 1960s. The 1960s. Well, ladies and gentlemen, guess what was happening back a 100 years before that? In 1868, that was the year that Iowa desegregated public schools. More than 150 years ago, the white Christian people of Iowa desegregated their schools. So while the rest of the country was still fighting about this in the 1960s, Iowa children, black and white, were going to public school together. And if you want the Supreme Court case in Iowa, it's Clark versus the Board of of Directors. The Iowa Supreme Court held back in the 1860s that racial segregation of the public schools was unconstitutional under the Natural Rights Equality Clause of the Iowa Constitution's Bill of Rights. Guess what happened in 1868 in Iowa, ladies and gentlemen? That's when Iowa became the first state outside of New England to grant African-American men 
the right to vote. Well, what about the women? Hey, now, come on. Baby steps. This item from Iowa Public Welfare Broadcasting. In 1884, the Iowa legislature passed the Iowa Civil Rights Act. It outlawed discrimination in barbershops and theaters and hotels. So while all you Democrats in, in Dixie were having to, were, were having to send the, the, the black people to the back of the bus and to the balconies of the theaters and with their own little private uh, drinking fountains, in Iowa, everybody was going to the same hotels, the same theaters, and drinking out of the same water fountains. And they were riding the same buses together. 1892, Iowa, the white Christians of Iowa, passed a law that said discrimination was even illegal in restaurants. While Democrats in the South and other places would not even allow a black person to sit at a counter to grab a tuna fish sandwich. So my message to people like Joy Reid, we, we, we come armed with facts here. And if you're going to come out there on national television and say that all the white Christians in Iowa are racist, you better come armed with your facts. And it just seems to me that the only thing worse than platforming a woman who spews this vile racism against white people is platforming an ignorant racist. This is the Todd Starnes Show. Hi, this is Todd Stearns, and I want to update you on my Calitrin journey. I'm still losing weight. I'm also sleeping a lot better, and I've got a lot more energy. Calitrin really is about more than just weight loss. Here's my good friend Elizabeth from Calitrin. That's right, y'all. You know, this time of the year, I know it's hard. You're probably even thinking that you've gained weight this time of the year already. But if you are taking Calitrin, you're going to be losing weight. It's got a huge 86% success rate with our 90 days. So get on it now, and you'll be looking better and feeling better before the new year even gets here. Our website is toploss.com. All the information about how it works, the success rate, the before and after pictures, it's all on our website, toploss.com. And then we've also got our big Christmas sale up right now, too. So you're going to save big. Again, toploss.com or call us toll-free, 1-833-TOP-LOSS. And be sure to use that discount code, Todd. All right, so I was uh, watching MSDNC last night to get some of their uh, reaction. And I thought I was having a medical episode. I thought, oh, I, oh my gosh, I see two of Rachel Maddow up there. Uh, but it turned out that the, the dude, Chris Hayes, man, are they not like, they're dead ringers for each other. It's like a doppelganger. Anyway, practicing uh, Lebanese uh, woman, Rachel Maddow. <sighs> We're going to play some audio here. Um, Maddow actually interrupted the live coverage of President Trump's address. Cut number six. Let me just interject. I'm sorry. I just have to do a little bit of business just for a second. Um, At this point in the evening, the projected winner of the Iowa caucuses um, has just started giving his victory speech. Uh, We will keep an eye on that as it happens. Uh, We will let you know if there's any news made in that speech, if there's anything noteworthy, something substantive and important. Um, The reason I'm saying this is 
of course, there is a reason that we and other news organizations have generally stopped giving an unfiltered live platform to remarks by former President Trump. It is not out of spite. It is not a decision that we relish. It is a decision that we regularly revisit. Um, and honestly, earnestly, it is not an easy decision. But there is a cost to us as a news organization of knowingly broadcasting untrue things. That is a fundamental truth of our business and who we are. And so his remarks tonight will not air here live. We will monitor them um, and let you know about any news that he makes. Yes, that's right. Pardon me. I got to get Maddow's voice down. But yes, that's right. I, Rachel Maddow, a practicing Lebanese woman, will decide what you can and cannot hear. That is our job as the media. We now resume the regularly scheduled Todd Stearns program. Well, thank you, Rachel Maddow, practicing Les- Lebanese woman. Um, let's go to the phones here. Johnny, North Carolina, listening to us on WSIC. Hi, Johnny. What's on your mind? Good afternoon, Todd. How are you today? I'm well, Johnny. Thank you for asking. I'm glad you're feeling better. Thank you. Hey, um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a different Johnny. They, they thought I was the same Johnny calling again, but no, it's a different Johnny from North Carolina. I wouldn't have but, known the difference. Todd, I'm, I, <laughs> I'm hoping you can help put my mind at ease because there's something that concerns me a lot. And that is that as wonderful as Iowa was last night and as huge of a victory as that was, it's wonderful. But we've been here before. We've seen this. When the the country was on fire for Trump and there was no question as to what the will of the people was, I'm one of those that believes that the 2020 election was stolen and not stolen by just a little bit. I think he won in a landslide, and it was completely stolen, and I don't know what has changed. I'm hoping you know something that I don't that will help uh, put my mind at ease on that. Johnny, I'll do my best here. And, yeah, look, and you're not the only one. I think some of the entrance polling last night, uh, they had an overwhelming majority of the Republican voters believe that the there were there were election issues and that the election was stolen. Um, look, we're going to have to do our due diligence. First of all, we're going to have to get out to vote. And Johnny, I I do believe that Trump won. I I don't think he won in a landslide though, because I believe a lot of Republican voters stayed home, the never Trump Republicans. So if the establishment of the party stays home and does not support the candidate. It is going to be very tough. We're going to have to make sure that we have eyes and ears in every single ballot counting office in America. We we just have to. Is that going to is that going to guarantee um, a Trump victory to make sure that we're not going to be able to go through another steal again? I I don't know. You know there are unknowns, Johnny, but I do know this: if if every single a person of faith goes out and votes. We win in, in numbers so large, they cannot steal the election. Okay, so you you believe there is such a thing as winning big enough that they can't, it'll overcome their, their cheating? I sure do. When you've only got 20% okay. of registered Christian voters going out to the polls, I mean, come on. Imagine what happens yeah. if we get up to 40 or 50%. Uh, you got a landslide victory going on. Okay. All right. Thank you, sir. I sure appreciate it. Yeah, you got it, Johnny. I'm glad you're feeling better. Well, thank you very much. And and look, folks, I wish I could say here I can guarantee this is the way to do it. But we've made made advances. But unless we're going to be counting every ballot by hand like they did in Iowa, there's always going to be a risk. Hang tight, everybody. Hour two of the big show coming up next.
Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starks. Yeah, that's me. Hello, everybody. Uh, Happy, happy post-election day, caucus day. Hope you're doing well. We've got a great hour of um, conversation coming up in just a little while. Our friend Robin Poffman joins us uh, to talk about the uh, the caucus results. Also, our buddies over at Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless company, uh, they're going to drop by as well and bringing an important message. And then in the next hour, Senator Bill Haggerty is uh, dropping by with some important new uh, legislation that, that he's going to be sponsoring. Our telephone number, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. So the busiest guy in broadcast journalism is our friend Jeff Stein over at radio station KXEL. He was all over the place last night, Fox News and uh, Newsmax, and he joins us now alive. Jeff, I, I hope you got at least an hour of sleep last night. Uh, literally, I was up 22 hours which for a man of my advanced age is, uh, you know, I, I can't keep up with the Todd Starnses of the world, you go-getters who have this kind of schedule. I do think, though, the only place I was not on was the Home Shopping Network, to be honest with you. Well, you and I are not spring yard birds, as they say. So we've <laughs> no, got to, we need our, we need our uh, sleep uh, time. Look, uh, Stein, I'm curious here. There's been a lot of hullabaloo about uh, the, the fact that the, the announcement, the, the results of the caucus were released what, barely 30 minutes into the event itself. Uh, is that unusual? Has that happened in previous years? And was that a big problem, or is it a big problem? Well, it is different from past years because in the past, the Republican Party of Iowa did not promote this just-in-time results routine. They had a brand-new app where the precincts could report, and they put up a brand-new website where you could see it come in as precincts reported. All well and good, but the thing that was interesting was these networks wanted to declare Donald Trump the winner so quickly that they forgot the fact that people in the caucus could hear it. And and here's what I mean by that. In the old days, we were worried. Think back to 1980. I was literally driving to the courthouse to report on election results, and Jimmy Carter had conceded to Ronald Reagan before 9 o'clock Central Time. And folks in California got all upset because they said, well, people stayed home. Now, there's no proof for that necessarily, statistically, but the concern was that if the networks had called the race and a candidate concedes, well, it might affect the voting. Well, here it is 2024, and people who show up at caucuses, Todd, have smartphones. And so they're sitting there seeing all of this in real time. Did it impact the vote? Well, Ron DeSantis used the phrase election interference. Hmm, where have we heard that before? Yet another page that he took out of the Trump playbook. But they said it was election interference on the part of the mainstream media because they are all in the bag for Trump. How's that for spin? And and especially Fox News, because let's get real, uh, those Republicans, I don't, th- I don't think most of them have the CNN or MSDNC app. No, no, certainly not. And this is the problem that once the AP declared, all of these other organizations declared, 
then, I mean, but we knew what the ultimate result was going to be. The question was margin of victory and who would finish second. And I think it's a little disingenuous for DeSantis to say that it affected his total, given that he outperformed all the polls of the week before. Uh, but again, it is something, and now the Republican Party of Iowa has issued a statement saying that uh, it was inappropriate for the networks to declare, well, look, a six-year-old could have seen the trend and made the declaration uh, of who was going to win. Did it tamp down the numbers? It very well could have, I suppose. But frankly, you're already in the room. I hear no reports of people looking at their phone disgustedly saying, well, it's all, all over, Mabel, let's leave. So I think it's uh, DeSantis got out on that early, Todd, because I think he was trying some spin in case the numbers were not what he wanted. Oh, big time. And, and it's funny to watch the, the media's narrative. Going in, they were, they were all about, oh, you know, there's, there's no way, you know, Trump can, can continue with the race if he, if he doesn't get, you know, more than 50%. He got more than 50%, and now the argument is, well, 49% of Republicans didn't like the guy. Well, and you could see that coming down the highway oh, yeah. uh, with its doors wide open. The, the thing that is interesting about this is we now know a bit of the playbook that the Democrats are going to use in what I call shenanigans. The only county in Iowa, we have 99 counties here, and the only county that did not go for Donald Trump last night was what we call the People's Republic of Johnson County. And that is where Iowa City, the most liberal uh, place on the planet, is, the University of Iowa. And Nikki Haley defeated Donald Trump by one vote. One single vote. So can you imagine Bessie and Fred over there in rural Johnson County, big Trump supporters deciding that it's uh, too cold to go out? They're kicking themselves today because that could have made for a clean well, sweep. Yeah, well, it could have. well, yes, but, but there were shenanigans going on. Uh, CBS News reported that the numbers of Democrats who came out in Johnston County were so great, you know, switching over to vote Republican, they ran out of the forms. Yes. So, so you wonder, you know, if that had not have happened, I think there would have been a clean sweep. There's no question about it. And I saw some news coverage where the uh, news reporter interviewed a woman who was proud to say she was a Democrat. She switched over her words now so she could vote against Trump an extra time and she chose Nikki Haley as her choice. That is what's going to happen in New Hampshire one week from today. Because here in Iowa, you had to, as you quite accurately noted, you had to switch your party registration and show up and sit there with a bunch of Republicans. I'm sure those Democrats were in a corner just kind of rocking because they just couldn't, couldn't stand the whole thing. But when you go to New Hampshire next week, you just simply show up as a registered voter doesn't matter if it's an R, a D, an I for independent, anything. You just say, give me the red ballot. And you go in and vote. And that's all well and good. But when you have no race on the Democrat side, because Biden didn't put in, the DNC has disassociated itself from the New Hampshire primary, if you want to cause some trouble, you're going to cross over, you're going to vote against Trump, and who are you going to choose? Probably Nikki Haley, because she is the most liberal of those in the field that are left. Well, you know, the, and, and I'm getting some, some background intel out of New Hampshire where, um, and you're right, independents can vote in the New Hampshire Republican primary. There are 40,000 college students enrolled in New Hampshire 
all of those kids can vote in the primary. It doesn't matter uh, where they call home. So we could see some, you know, shenanigans at the ballot box that will certainly, you know, give the appearance, the perception that Nikki Haley is incredibly popular when, in fact, you have a lot of independents and Democrats jumping in and uh, causing a little bit of mayhem. Now, I'm going to get static for this as a homer for my state of Iowa, but I'm going to tell you that because of everything we're talking about, Todd, New Hampshire does not have meaningful impact this year, and here's why. If Trump wins, he's expected to win, so no one will give him credit. If Haley wins, well, if you're a Republican, discount that because of the shenanigans. Uh, Because of the shenanigans, DeSantis is not going to... uh, finish second. So he's going to say that's tainted. And let's go on to Nevada, where Nikki Haley wrongly chose a primary ballot as opposed to participating in the caucus, which gives delegates. I mean, it's going to be, you know, sport and entertainment. But the reality is, I don't care what the numbers show, somebody can spin it pretty easily and disallow any impact of New Hampshire on the overall race. Wow. Uh, Jeff Stein, radio station KXCL in Waterloo, Iowa, joining us. And uh, Jeff uh, was used as the expert in Iowa politics on all of the big channels um, over the past uh, little while. Uh, Jeff, I, I'm curious to get get your take on the uh, the attacks coming from the media, uh, talking about uh, the white people, talking about the Christian voters of of Iowa. And we pointed out in the last hour that you guys were the first state to actually desegregate your schools. So Iowa's yes. got a pretty strong track record in the civil rights movement. One of the very first to have a female license to uh, practice law, uh, the first to desegregate, and that was literally, I think, 70 years before Brown versus Board of Education. And by the way, who gave Barack Obama his start in presidential politics? It was Iowa where Barack Obama finished first ahead of John Edwards and Hillary Clinton. But go ahead, Joy Reid, say that Iowa is nothing but a bunch of white Christians. Go ahead, Rachel Maddow, and tell us how we're so unrepresentative and apparently close-minded and bigoted because we voted for Obama. Okay, you go ahead and square that. And how about uh, Hillary Clinton won the caucuses in a virtual tie with Bernie Sanders, so we're not against women. I mean, I'm trying to figure out the logic of the argument, and then, Todd, I realize there is no logic it is just vehement vitriol, and uh, having evidence doesn't seem to matter to those folks. But uh, if you were watching MSNBC last night, um, you're probably one of the very few, and uh, I hope you had a lot of uh, Tums and uh, Alka-Seltzer to uh, handle the rest of the evening. Well, I'm look, I'm, I'm filled right now with uh, tons of legal narcotics, so I, I was good to go last <laughs> night. I, I was uh, inoc- inoculated. <laughs> Uh, Jeff, what's the takeaway from last night? Uh, it was, I mean, again, 98 out of 99 counties. What, what do we need to know about what happened yesterday in Iowa? This is the snapshot of the country. This is the heartland. And despite all of the establishment, despite all of the in-the-know people saying that they can't control Trump and, and so therefore we need to find candidates who are more like us, the people love Trump. The people know what it is that he has done for this country, and you can tell how scared to death the other side is, both within the Republican Party and the Democrats, by everything that they're trying to do to keep him from raising his hand and taking the oath again in about a year. And so I think the takeaway is that you've got 
common ordinary good citizens that make this country operate. They get it. The other people who are pushing other candidates, it's for their own selfish purpose. And there's more of us than there are of them. And this is example number one. Ah, great stuff. Jeff, we're going to leave it there. Great job um, over this election cycle. We're going to be touching base with you down the road as well as uh, we move through the uh, the primaries and the caucuses. We have New Hampshire coming up, then Nevada. And uh, it could be that, you know, maybe if, if Haley is able to pull something off in New Hampshire, that gives her enough of a push. But I think if she loses South Carolina, it's over for her. And I'm going to be very surprised if DeSantis stays in uh, much, much longer than that. Super Tuesday just kind of seems like a dud, doesn't it? It really does, which is it's bad for me as a radio station owner because I need that advertising for the uh, candidates. So maybe <laughs> well, we especially to... since you're on those uh, you know uh, legal narcotics. I mean, these bills must be terrible. Uh, well, I've got a good insurance plan. I'll tell you yeah, that. Boy, much. good job. You right. work for you work for somebody who <laughs> provides good insurance. That's right, my friend. All right, Jeff Stein, <laughs> get some rest, sir. Great job. Thank you kindly, Todd. Have a good day. All right, man. He was working around the clock and, and really giving some great guidance uh, on uh, the electorate there. And look, uh, Stein predicted this. All right, we've got to take a break here, folks. Our telephone number, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stern. So um, one of the uh, one of the things we were talking about a few days ago, one of the benefits of of having you know a half a foot of snow on the ground now turning to ice in a beautiful Memphis is the carjackers. You know they're just not as active, and the the carjackers, uh, the thugs and the thuggets and the thugglings, they don't like the cold weather, so they normally they stay inside. But I've got some disappointing news. It turns out uh, that um, the Weather Channel was in town. Jim Cantore flew into town to cover the big storm, and uh, all of us were very happy and relieved that he was actually uh, covering the storm in Mississippi. So he was driving to Oxford, the home of Ole Miss, and we thought, well, that's good. He'll be safe from the violence. We didn't realize he was staying at an upscale hotel in Memphis, the Memphian Hotel, and um, they broke into his car, knocked out the windows. It's terrible. Welcome to Memphis, ladies and gentlemen. It's Mogadishu on the Mississippi. It's a terrible thing, but it happens. My condolences. What an embarrassment. Uh, Let's go to North Carolina. Jamal is listening to us on WSJS. Hi, Jamal. What's on your mind? Hi, Mr. Stones. Um, Good talk to you, sir. We actually met at a Spartan Light conference down here in North Carolina, around in that area. area. That was a lot of fun. What a great event. Oh, yeah, it, it was. Uh, I happened to listen to your show. Um, you know, our good buddy, Steve Epstein, is now affiliated with you all, so I'm kind of following him, following him around, and he said he's now affiliated with you all, and check you all out, so I did, and Listened to your show before. Very good show. Uh, unfortunately, we had a caller who just said that Donald Trump just will not be elected. And uh, he sounded like a black guy. Um, uh, I'm a black person, and I just kind of wanted to respond to that. Yes, sir. Go right ahead. Well, thank you, sir. Um, to that caller, with all due respect, um, 
I don't think he really fully knows what he's talking about. I don't think he has a full grasp on the situation of of, of the country and the mindset of the country. Um, yes, Donald Trump has lost a lot of feathers. I get that. However, uh, as I saw on a post on Facebook, I know they have a mean tweet guy and a guy that's running the country well than the guy who is nice and affable who is ruining the country. Uh, give them the mean tweet and a good, a good economy all day. And I think that's what a lot of people are, 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 are thinking about. So to say that Donald Trump is just not electable, I, I don't see it. Look, I, I'm with you, Jamal, and one of our one of our listeners uh, posted this, and, and it's a great point. He says people tend to forget that Winston Churchill was a hot-tippered, foul-mouthed drunk who was hard to get along with, but he was very instrumental in defeating the Nazis. Or General Patton was an arrogant, ill-tempered hothead. He was not a diplomat. He was a first-class jerk. His mouth got him in more trouble than anything else. But if you're in the middle of a war and you want to win that war— that's who you would turn to. So I think the same thing applies here. I, I don't necessarily, uh, I, look, I wouldn't write what he writes, but you know what? I'm not hiring a preacher. We want a president. Amen to that. And uh, thank you for what you do, sir. I'll go ahead and listen off the, off the air. God bless. Well, Jamal, thank you very much for that call, and we appreciate all of our North Carolina listeners. And, of course, WSJS is one of our great affiliates out there. All right, hang tight. I'm excited. We have Carlotta from Rhode Island calling back. At Carlotta, we're going to put you on hold. We've got to take a quick break here, and um, I've got to get some coffee because I'm telling you, this uh, this bronchitis has been kicking my butt, ladies and gentlemen, but we're going to get through it. It would help if it was more than nine degrees outside. All right, our telephone number, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. Hang tight, everybody. This is the Todd Stern Show. And welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Show. Terrible about poor Jim Cantori, but you can't stay in a hotel in Memphis, Tennessee. Sorry, Jim. Hope you get your stuff back. Uh, let Real quick, let's go to the phones. Rhode Island, our dear friend, Miss Carlotta, it has been ages. I hope you're doing good. I'm doing well. Uh, after my husband died, you know, I mean, uh, we were so in tune about politics, and you have to be so careful who you speak to, so I sort of... I didn't really tune out, but I stopped participating. But anyway, I am so proud of you. I've been monitoring your success, and you're just going off like a firecracker. And I'm sorry about your ill health recently, but that's a bump in the road. Well, you're kind, Carlotta. I appreciate that. And uh, we're we're just glad that you're back among us. Always enjoy your your great take on the issues. Well, here's my take. Uh, People are making such a fuss about... uh, President Trump's remark about poisoning our blood. It was not a racist remark. It was a medical remark. People are coming in with contagious, unvetted, contagious and infectious diseases. 
they are literally poisoning our blood. What is so wrong with saying that? Well, there's nothing wrong with that. And I would say that the fentanyl and the drugs, um, I, I mean, I think you can extrapolate a lot from that. But there was nothing um, racist or white supremacist about what he was saying. And um, and it, and you're right, Carlotta. They're, they're trying to portray this man who has done so much for minorities in this country as a racist man when Joe Biden is actually doing things to hurt black people in this country. And, and Todd, my goodness, he's married to an immigrant. He has a child with an immigrant. It's true. So his child's blood is mixed with an immigrant. Carlotta, it is a great point you make. You see, this is why I've missed you. It's a great point you make. So, Well, Carlotta, you give us a holler back one of these days. Always great hearing from you. I'm sorry to hear about your husband, but uh, we're, you've got a great big family here on the radio, so you give us a call back soon. Thank you, and you feel better soon. All right, you're kind. Miss Carlotta, I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Another great lady, the great journalist Robin Poffman joins us. Robin, good to have you back with us. Can we get Carlotta's number and go to dinner with her? She sounds like an awesome American. So I've long said we need to get Miss Janice from New Orleans, Carlotta from Rhode Island, and Robin, we would have the wildest dinner conversations. Do you know that I know Janice? She used to be a caller to my old radio show back in the day. Is that right? Well, you know her her husband, not to get too far in the weeds, her husband was a very well-known guy in the radio world in New Orleans. Wow, I, I didn't see you learn something new every day. Mm-hmm. I, I want to I just say something about what Carlotta said, because I heard the whole call. I, I will tell you that she's not wrong. There is a report just breaking in the last few minutes, Todd, that there are cases of measles, of uh, people who could be an illegal alien, we don't know, but someone went through the D.C. airports, and now there's a measles scare in our country. When was the last time we talked about measles in the United States? Um, 50, 60, 70 years ago? What? Really? It's, it's unbelievable. And, again, the Washington Examiner with the headline, Measles Outbreak Possible in D.C. and Northern Virginia. How do you like that? See, I'm breaking news on your show. <laughs> you bring it every day, Robin. That's... Look, I, I'm 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 so glad you're on because of what happened last night, and I know you're really bothered by this. But uh, CNN and um, MSDNC would not allow the the viewers to watch Trump's uh, victory speech last night. They shut it down. These people are activists. They are not journalists. They have an agenda. You and I have worked with them in New York, D.C., California, points in between media, Dallas, Texas, Atlanta, Memphis. I mean, you name the city, these people exist, Todd, both at the network level and local radio and TV. They are activists. They pick the sound bites. They make decisions like this. And I woke up this morning and I'm thinking, wow, do I, didn't my great grandparents leave communist uh, Russia to get away from all this nonsense and frankly crap? I mean, are we living in, in China where we're having censored news? It's unbelievable that they despise this man so much that they're cutting him off and not letting him speak. And let me tell you something else. 
Trump derangement syndrome, like the measles, is is probably spreading. It's a psychotic disease, and unfortunately, there really is no cure, as we have discovered. Uh, these people are sick in the head. But for Joy Reid, and, and this is, by the way, Robin, there's going to be a movement here, and we've been playing audio through the show, but they're going to be trying to target specific demographics, including Christian voters, trying to shame them from staying home on Election Day, as if if you vote for Donald Trump, then then you're not a Christian, you're going to hell. Uh, this is pretty devious behavior on the part of these uh, folks in the media. It is, and it's scary because, you know, back in the day, you could put up a lawn sign. Back in the day, you could wear a red Make America Great Again hat or visor or T-shirt, um, you know, without someone making a snarky remark, you know, in, in the grocery store. I think that a lot of people are afraid to put the lawn signs out. But you know who's not afraid? The voters of Iowa last night, they spoke very loud and very clear and um, it's very obvious of what's going on. People, Americans, are desperate. We don't want weird diseases that have not been in this country uh, in decades and decades flowing in. We don't want fentanyl here. We don't want drugs. We don't want illegal people or illegal substances. And we've got to put an end to it. And when you look at the landscape who's out there and you think, what woman, what man, can stop this, put an immediate end to this American pain, that person is Donald Trump. And, and Robin, when you look at the entrance polling, and, and it's weird in, in Iowa, they do entrance, not exit polling. When you look at the entrance polling data, that was the number one issue on everybody's minds in Iowa. Immigration, that's the issue. Yeah, that's been my issue personally for years. You know, for your listeners that, that don't know my, my history, I, I was in two terrorist attacks. I was in the 1993 World Trade Center radical Islamic terrorist bombing, and I was in 9-11, which was radical Islam, uh, you know, 2.0. Same group of thugs, same group of characters, same group of people that want to wipe Israel off the map, same people, uh, thuggery that was behind the October 7th attack in Israel. This is your same crowd, okay? This, this um, menace has not gone away. And if you think that there are not people that have walked right into this country from our southern and, frankly, our northern border, it could have happened as well. I don't you know, know for a fact, but it would seem that it's pretty porous up there as well. We're not vetting people. Uh, there, there are some people that have walked into this country that uh, are here uh, for evil deeds, that are not here to work and assimilate into the country and learn the language. They're, they're up to no good. And sadly, if I was a, a betting woman, which I am, Todd, I would tell you um, that there won't be anything until Biden is off the stage, until there's a Republican in office. It's going to be another repeat of, of 9-11 that took place on uh, George W.'s uh, watch, if you'll recall. And um, I'm just I'm not optimistic by what I see in the current administration. You have Kamala Harris out there cackling. You have the defense secretary not telling anyone what his medical issues are disappearing. The president doesn't know what's going on. Did you see the video, Todd, by the way, of, of Biden in Pennsylvania and in, in Allentown and in Emmaus, Pennsylvania? 
and he doesn't know where he is, and he's smelling a, a girl's hair, and he's talking into a bookcase. The guy looked absolutely out of it. And the poor child. I mean, the visceral reaction of that little child. She knew that she yep. it was stranger danger. I mean, she was really repulsed by what whatever the president was doing there. Very, very weird behavior. <laughs> very weird. God. You know, you're sitting there as what, what, she, what is she? Offense, like ten or twelve year old girl, and you, you you have this man. I don't care if it's the president of the United States or whoever is like coming up behind you. But again, he probably went to smell her hair because that's what he's done in the past, and it was very odd. And then he's talking into a bookcase. I mean, that video is strange. It's it's very, very weird, uh, the fact that he walked into the coffee house and announced that he was working in the government as a senator. Uh, this is troubling. We've got a man who apparently does not realize he is the leader of the free world, the commander-in-chief. No, he doesn't. And, you know, you can blame a lot of people. You can blame uh, Obama. You can blame the, the current chief of staff. You can blame a lot of the folks in the administration. But the number one on the Robin blame list for Biden still uh, being the president is Jill Biden. Because as a wife, if that was my husband who had dementia or Alzheimer's, and I'm not a doctor, but it's pretty obvious, whatever his ailments are, I wouldn't want my husband out there in the forefront of the country, let alone at a private dinner party, acting like a fool if I knew that he had a, a, a documented medical disease. I mean, it's really her fault. As a wife, uh, it's outrageous that she mm. has not put an end to this, you know, a year or two ago. I'm, I'm with you a thousand percent. Robin, unfortunately, we've got to leave it there. Uh, great work uh, coming up next, New Hampshire. We're going to be checking it. I'm laughing because I'm remembering oh some of our adventures. Or, uh, but uh, we'll... <laughs> Wow. You know, let's tease the audience that when we get to New Hampshire, we will revisit some of our uh, adventures that the uh, statute of limitations, I think, are gone on some of those. uh, I think so. But but I'll explain why I I will never ride in a car when you are driving. So we'll we'll tell that story, too. (laughs) All right, Robin. Great stuff. All right. Robin Poffman, everybody. A great friend, great journalist. And if you go back in time and you uh, look at the ABC News coverage of the 9-11 events, the first voice you hear from ABC News is Robin um, announcing that the towers uh, were coming down. And uh, so she is a part of, of history, and she is a fine journalist. We do need to take a break. This is the Todd Stern Show. All right, welcome back to the show, everybody. Great to have you with us. Want to direct your attention to patriotmobile.com slash Todd. That's patriotmobile.com slash Todd. All sorts of wonderful information as you consider changing wireless carriers. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian and conservative wireless carrier. I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line right now and say hello to our good friend Scott Coburn uh, from Patriot Mobile. Hey, Scott, how are you today? Hey, Todd. Doing great. Uh, it's certainly a pleasure to be on with you today, and uh, just good to be here. 
Well, we're super fans of what you guys are doing and really trying to connect uh, churches and ministries and especially faith-based nonprofits to the great work that Patriot Mobile Faith is up to. Uh, Why should churches take that plunge and get involved? Yeah, Todd, so we've launched Patriot Mobile Faith within the last year, and we've just had tremendous success so far. And essentially what it is, it's an affinity program where ministries, churches, and other faith-based nonprofits can partner with Patriot Mobile, and simply by promoting Patriot Mobile to their congregation or to their members, as those as those people sign up for Patriot Mobile, the organization will earn a residual income stream forever, as long as they are uh, remain a, a customer of Patriot Mobile. So it's a great way for these organizations to fund initiatives. To you know, if they've got a a missions trip for their teen group or they want to their water wells project overseas or whatever it is that they need to raise money for. It's a great way for them to create a recurrent revenue stream. So, so how can churches get involved in, in Patriot mobile faith? Where do they need to go for that? Simply go to faith.patriotmobile.com and it explains how the program works. There's a simple short form there on the website where you can fill out that form, and one of our uh, agents will get back with you, tell you how the program works. And, and signing up is very easy. We make it, it, it extremely easy. In fact, we do all the heavy lifting on behalf of the organization. We'll create a custom landing page that their organization members can go to to find out more about signing up for Patriot Mobile. And we also give them a, a set of marketing assets that they can use themselves um, to help promote Patriot Mobile to their members. Uh, I know we've had so many of our listeners make the switch, and they love it. Uh, they call, and they tell us they love it. But I want you to explain what it means for you guys to, to be a Christian business and the importance of bringing our faith to the, the, the marketplace. Great question, Todd. In fact, I get asked that question quite often. Uh, people will ask me, say, hey, Scott, you know, you guys put it out there that you're a Christian company. Don't you think that that might be a little risky in, in, in today's environment. And, and quite the opposite, the way I answered that, as I said, look, we have no choice. Um, you know, when I look in the scriptures where uh, God gives us the Great Commission to go and make disciples, I can't find anything in those scriptures that say we're to only go and make disciples on Sundays and Wednesday nights and <laughs> maybe on, on Christmas or Easter. It's We are to go and make disciples all the time. And I believe if we don't if we don't bring our faith into the marketplace, we're missing an incredible opportunity um, to witness to people about what it means to, to to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And that's really what we try to do at Patriot Mobile. It's just model to other businesses what that might look like and the blessings that come as a result of that. We, we've got about sixty seconds here, and let's talk nuts and bolts here. Um, what are some of the things that you guys are doing to to make it easy for folks to switch? that cell phone service. Sure, yeah, and we, we do everything online, Todd. We don't have retail stores for a reason. I'm not sure when the last time you've been in a retail store uh, to, to get service on your cell phone, but it's not a pleasant experience. So we, we make it easy for our customers. We do everything online through our 100% U.S.-based customer support, and we use new technology like eSIM. So eSIM allows us to actually email you a code that you shoot with your phone on your your camera on your phone and it automatically loads your sim card into your phone thus i don't have to physically mail you or hand you a sim card anymore it can be done digitally and very quickly and easily and those are just a few of the things that we're doing 
to make things easier. Uh, we have a white glove, you know, a hands-on team that's ready to support and get people moved over quickly and easily. Uh, I love it. And, uh, folks, again, patriotmobile.com slash Todd. And you, all the information is there, and they make it super simple. Real quick, uh, can you keep your phone? That seems to be a big question people always have. Absolutely. You can keep your phone or you can buy a new phone. We have all the great selection of Androids and iPhones and everything in between. And you can also keep your number. Porting your number from your existing carrier is, is, is also easy. We can walk you through how to do that as well. All right. Great stuff. Scott, always appreciate you coming on. And uh, we, we wish you guys nothing but the very best. And, and we're just huge fans of what Patriot Mobile's doing. Likewise, Todd. Thanks for having me on, and God bless you guys. All right, Scott Coburn, everybody, from Patriot Mobile. And again, that website, patriotmobile.com slash Todd. That's patriotmobile.com slash Todd. All sorts of great, great uh, opportunities for you, discounts. If you're a veteran or a first responder, by the way, use my promo code Todd, and uh, you'll be able to uh, get those discounts. You can also give them a call, 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. And uh, you'll become a, trust me, folks, you're going to love Patriot Mobile. All right, we've got a skedaddle, hour three, coming up next. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us. That's right. I love this American right. Todd Starks. Oh, yeah. Well, okay, everybody. Uh, hour three of the big show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. What an honor to have you with us today. And welcome to all of our viewers on Newsmax Television. They simulcast the final hour of the Todd Stearns radio program. Uh, if you missed the breaking news, Robin Poffman shared with us just a little while ago, uh, health officials in Washington, D.C. are now very concerned of a possible measles outbreak at Dulles International Airport and Reagan uh, Airport. They're in the nation's capital. They say the threat came from a an international traveler. Now, my question is, where did that international traveler come from? Because we know beyond a shadow of a doubt that a good many people coming across the southern border are bringing diseases that had been eradicated here in the United States of America. So a very dangerous situation in the nation's capital right now with this possible measles outbreak and threat. And I'm telling you, folks, this is what Donald John Trump is talking about. The number one issue for voters last night in Iowa had nothing to do with anything other than immigration. That's what's going on here. So, look, I want to get to the phones. We've had a gentleman holding on for a while, and we appreciate his patience listening to us in North Carolina, WSIC, our great affiliate there. Mr. Howell, welcome to the program. What's on your mind? Well, Todd, first thing, uh, patience is one of the fruits of the Spirit, and it's the most important ones. And, and and you know what? I just want to just say this to you. Uh, that you, your, your entry, when it come on, and say you're a blowtorch. Yes, you are a blowtorch or telling the truth. And I just want to say thank you for that, for being a person of your magnitude and still a good uh, Christian brother. I just want to say that to you. and Thank the Lord for that. 
Well, Mr. And, Hell, uh, thank you for. I appreciate that. Um, I just, I just say what's on my mind, and uh, people can agree or disagree, but at least folks know where I'm coming from. And that's the most important thing. See, you, I, I know one thing: you're a soldier of the cross. But I've got a question for you. I want to ask you now. You say you, I heard that you go different places and speaking. Are you a preacher of the gospel, or are you just going out and just 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 spreading the good influence? Uh, which which one are you? No, sir. I I just give the view from the pew, as I say it. Uh, but uh, I am I'm not a pastor, and I'm I'm really not a preacher. Uh, but th- th- that being said, some pastors will ask me to come in and speak and maybe do a Q&A, and I'm always happy to share that information, you know, whenever it comes up. But I'm just happy to sit there in the pew and be fed. Well, one thing I would say is that now, with your vocation, I believe, I'm not trying to tell you, you know before anybody else do, your vocation, not vacation, your vocation in your calling. Your calling is to be on this Todd Stone program, and I believe your calling is to be a minister of the gospel as well. But what, what I'm going to call, I'm an independent, and I can go either way, And but I want the best man, all right, that would get the job done. And we I'm going to have to go back up a little bit. Everybody was saying, okay, man, let's get this man out of office, Donald Trump. Let's get uh, Biden in office. Uh, you know, what, everything like it, uh, I mean, uh, President Biden in office. Okay. Now, when they wanted him in there, they wanted Trump out. Then they wanted Brother, uh, I mean, Brother Biden in. Okay, and now they, want, now they want him out. See what I'm saying? You know, you see what he's doing. Now, you know what I'm saying, you know, you he's got dementia and it's not, you know, everybody gets sick and everybody's going to die and everybody gets sick well today and sick tomorrow or living the day and dead tomorrow. But see, the thing is, uh, I think he needs to be in, in, in the privacy of his home instead of being what he's doing now. See, he don't need to be in the public eye at the highest power for his office and having the problems that he's having. That's my opinion. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, and I know you agree with me on that, too. I, look, I think it's a fair assessment. I think that we have the, the, world's, uh, richest, uh, the world's richest senior citizen living retirement center right now. That's what the White House has been turned into. And, and I'm with you. And ultimately, I blame the family. Um, in the last hour, we had Robin Poffman on, and, and she says that that's really a decision that the Biden family should have made is to get everybody together and say, hey, look, you know, you can't do this. You, you got you to gotta either step down or just tell people you're not going to be running. But in all honesty, Mr. Hell, I don't believe that, um, that Joe Biden is going to be the nominee uh, in the, by the time it gets to the convention in Chicago. I think we're going to see another candidate pop up, and, and I've been pretty vocal about the fact that I believe that person is going to be Michelle Obama. Mr. Allen, I hate to do this, but we have got to skedaddle, but I like the way you think, and I want you to give us a call back one of these days. Um, for independent voters, I, I will say this. You all have a choice to make. The, the reality is when you look at how high inflation is right now, the average American, and that's pretty much all of us, we're spending about three to $4,000 more a year on products than we were during the Trump administration. That's how significant of an issue that this is for for the country. So look, um, we've all got a decision to make. The good people in Iowa made their decision. Now, the media, they are going to do everything humanly possible to destroy Donald Trump. And one of the avenues they're going to use is going after the base of the party, people who are conservatives 
and people who are Christians. And we saw that narrative develop last night uh, on MSDNC. We saw that uh, that narrative develop also on CNN as people like Joy Reid and others. As a matter of fact, here's what Howard Dean, remember Howard Dean? Ha! Remember him? This is Howard Dean last night. Trump is the farthest thing from an evangelical Christian, in fact, the farthest thing from a Christian in terms of his own professed values, how he treats women, how he uh, treats other people, his willingness to say whatever he wants, whether it's true or not. I mean, these are hardly what most Christians would call Christian values. So in, in many ways, the danger here is that the evangelical Christians have abandoned any pretense of being ethical. Uh, and they're just doing this because Trump is their vehicle uh, to their vision of how the, what they'd like to impose on the rest of us in the United States. So I, I don't know what to make of all this. this Iowa is not a typical state. Uh, but it does have an influence because it's the first, and it does reflect how well you can organize it in the state. All right, there you go. That's Howard Dean uh, bashing all of you Christian Trump supporters. But again, ladies and gentlemen, we're not electing a pastor. We're electing a president, and we need someone who is going to be able to stand up for the Constitution, defend the Constitution, defend all of our constitutional rights, defend religious liberty, and secure the blasted border. And without a secure border, guess what's going to happen? We're all going to get the measles, and nobody wants to get the measles. All right, we got to take a break here. Uh, 901-260-5926 is our telephone number, getting your reaction to the historic victory of Donald John Trump and the America First movement last night. 901-260-5926. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Program. Good to have you with us today. And, of course, welcome to all of our Newsmax viewers this hour of the program as well. Let's go to the phones. WLOB, the big lobster. Chuck hanging out with us in the beautiful state of Maine. All right, Chuck, what's on your mind today? What's on my mind? I'm a solid Christian, and I am totally sick of... uh bad naming us. And you know, the thing is that this country one time had so much wonderful values. And the values was was simple. It was insisting of honesty and justice and virtue. They don't even look at that anymore. You've got Reed there. She better look up the Democratic Party and look what they've done. But the thing is that by you know, by telling the truth, it furthers justice. And if false, if their false witnesses is now, it's nothing but deceit, lying constantly. And I rule, you know, I live with kindness. And the Bible it says you live with kindness, justice, integrity, and it's what God says. But. When you have total corruption in Washington, D.C., and with the television stations and newspapers, the only way that we're going going to defeat that is by doing it ourselves. And you're correct. We've got to get out and vote. Talk to your next-door neighbor. Do what you have to do. I'm a veteran. I'm a veteran. 
and uh, I, I just don't understand it. Well, Chuck, I, I think one of the things is that Christians have been conditioned uh, to be silent. Uh, there is a a new a new realm of leadership in a lot of the uh, the evangelical churches, and they've been completely wussified. And and they're telling their church congregations to disengage from the culture. The problem when you do that, when the churches disengage, very bad things happen. We need Catholics um, and we need Protestants to get out and engage in the political process on Election Day. That's the only way we're going to be able to, to fix this problem. Chuck, God bless you. Thank you for serving our great nation. And you give us a call back one of these days. I, I want to say this about um, Ben Shapiro. Uh, ben Shapiro now coming out, and he's blasting Vivek Ramaswamy. So last night, Ramaswamy did a really noble thing, and, and it was very statesmanlike. Came out, acknowledged he lost, and uh, took his lumps, and said moving forward he was suspending the campaign and he was fully endorsing Donald Trump. And that's a pretty noble thing. And uh, as a result of that, now you've got people like Ben Shapiro out there attacking Ramaswamy. And uh, Shapiro uh, blasting Ramaswamy for um, for basically kowtowing to Donald Trump. And uh, look, I, Ramaswamy had decisions to make. And when you're in a political fight, this is just like when you're playing uh, when you're playing sports, you're playing football. Let's say you're you're in your team is in the uh, Southeastern Conference. Well, you know what? You're going to be you're going to be fighting like cats and dogs all throughout the season. But when the SEC champions is crowned and then the playoffs begin, it really doesn't matter who you are. You get behind your guy. And that's what Ramaswamy did here. You're going to have the back and forth. You're going to have the jawing. This is politics. It's not a Sunday school picnic. And it's going to get rough and tumble. So I say good for Ramaswamy. I, I'm, I'm not getting all of these these millennial conservative talk radio folk who are are locked in with Ron DeSantis. And I have something to say about Ron DeSantis in just a moment to give you some insight into who this guy really is. But I want to go to Jenny right now, watching us from Arizona on Newsmax 2. Hi, Jenny. What's on your mind today? Hi, Todd. So I am a Christian Trump supporter on that clip that you just played. And there's nothing that makes me matter when somebody gets on and talks about, you know, like, the general population is not very bright is how I look at it. <laughs> so <clears throat> when he talks about how Trump treated women, you know, this E. Jean Carroll thing came up how many years after it happened, which I'm sorry, makes it very suspect that it even did happen and somebody else paid for it on top of it. Then she comes out with a book deal. Like we can connect the dots. So I think any of the Republicans, I don't know about Nikki Haley, um, <clears throat> but any of the Republicans that come in, if they win over Trump, they're going to clean house, I think, in all of these corrupt, you know, the FBI, DOJ, all of those. We all know enough that has gone on in there that I think anybody that comes in is going to do that. Now, Trump has already been there. He can walk right in and knows how, you know, what works and how, you know, doesn't have to get acclimated to the White House. And he already has relationships where we're going to get results faster, which is why I would vote for him. 
Jenny, I, I, and, and again, they want to shame people like you, that they want you to feel ashamed and that, that you won't go and vote on, on election day uh, because of your Christian faith. And I've just, we've been preaching this uh, all out for the entire show today is do not buy into the, do not buy into the shaming. You're, you have nothing to be ashamed of. Donald Trump is a good man. Donald Trump is not a preacher, not a Sunday school teacher, probably wouldn't make a good deacon, Jenny, but that's okay because that's not what we're wanting him to do. We're electing him to lead our country, to protect our nation from all enemies, foreign and domestic. So we don't need somebody tiptoeing through the tulips to do that. We need somebody with a with a spine that's willing to stand up and do what needs to be done. And if you look at some of the um, feet, like um, debates where somebody was confronting Nikki Haley, she kind of comes. I mean, I thought a couple of times she looked like she was going to cry. Now, how do you think she's going to hold up if she has to go to a meeting with like MBS? It's a great question, and and I'm with you on this every time. You know, she would say, you know, oh, you can say whatever you want to about me. And when a candidate did, she immediately turned around and said that she was being disrespected. Uh, You can't have it both ways. I'm just saying you can't have it both ways. Jenny, appreciate that call, and God bless you. Thank you for listening to us. By the way, I want to play some audio here. This is, speaking of E. Jean Carroll, this woman's a nut job. Uh, This is um, E. Jean Carroll being interviewed by Anderson Cooper, uh, remember when uh, th- that conversation about rape being sexy? This is bizarre stuff, folks. Cut seven. People think of rape as a, I mean, it is a violent assault. It is not. I a think sexual. most people think of rape as being sexy. Mm. Let's take a short break. Think of the fantasies. Mm. We're going to take a quick break. If you can stick around, we'll talk more on the other side. You're fascinating to talk to. <laughs> oh, my word. She was hitting on the guy and he's gay. Did she know that? I probably, I don't know. Something's not right with that woman. So look, um, Donald Trump, good, decent man. That's what you need to know. And folks, we've got a four-year track record to run on. By the way, can I just talk about DeSantis for a moment? So as you know, last week I was under the weather and uh, Jeff Stein was filling in and the DeSantis campaign finally, finally got around to wanting to come on the program. But only because I was not hosting the show that day. They are terrified. I don't know. Why. I'm a nice guy, right? I'm, I don't come across as being, I don't know, shrill or I don't do gotcha stuff. But they are. his team is terrified of me doing a one-on-one interview with Ron DeSantis. And I went ahead. I knew what was going to happen. And I said, I told Grace, that's okay because I want the audience to hear from Ron DeSantis. And uh, we always want to give the politicians a chance to, to come on and, and answer the questions. But he will not come on this show and do a Q&A with me. And the reason why is I don't blow smoke. I have a lot of questions that need answers. And if, if he's not willing to do that, that's on him. That's on Ron DeSantis. But this guy has run one of the worst presidential campaigns I have seen. And I don't see that getting any better. All right, we've got to take a quick break here. Our telephone number, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. We'll be right back.
Well, all right. Well, uh, this is interesting. So yesterday we told you on the program about the FAA, and they're going to be um, hiring a lot of people with intellectual and psychiatric disabilities, also little little people, uh, people uh, dealing with dwarfism. And uh, th- there's a very good chance that the person in charge of the tower at your local airport could be a blind dude uh, with no arms, no legs. Uh, I'm just telling you, this is coming out of the FAA. Libs of TikTok now reporting that the person in charge of hiring all of these people with intellectual and psychiatric disabilities is, in fact, himself legally blind. You can't make this up. So (laughs) I'm just, it is what it is. What do you want me to do? Uh, Let's go to the phones here. Tony in Idaho watching us on Newsmax 2 today. Hi, Tony. What's on your mind? I'm going to have to start driving everywhere. That's what I'm going to have to do, folks. All right, Tony, what's going on? Hi, Todd. Thanks for having me on your show. Hey, I just have a real quick question for you. Um, I'm, w- I'm wondering why uh, news media outlets have all just let go of the um, Supreme Court leaker on the Roe v. Wade case. Now, I understand a lot of people are going to think, well, that's old news. And there's a lot of stuff going on right now. Why do we need to talk about that again? Well, it was never resolved, you know, much like the cocaine in the White House. Are our um, investigative uh, agencies so weak that we can't get to the bottom of that? The reason I bring that Supreme Court case leaking uh, instance up again is because it's very important. We're about to have another critical decision made by the Supreme Court on whether President Trump can be chosen by the voters of America. And how do we know that that's not going to happen again? There was no fallout from that. And it could set off uh, riots or, you know, um, unrest among people. And we've got to keep in mind that a Supreme Court justice was almost killed the last time that happened. Somebody went to his house with guns. So I just wonder why the news don't are, are so willing to let that go. And I figured I'd call Newsmaster because they got a lot of confidence in the organization. Well, well, Tony, well, we appreciate that, and we're so thankful that you're watching us today. Um, I'll do my best to try to answer it. Um, ultimately, this is about controlling the narrative. And I'll give you an example. Over the weekend, uh, you had a very dangerous situation unfolding outside of the White House where you had thousands of pro-Palestinian protesters that literally staged a riot. They were clashing with the Secret Service. They had to evacuate parts of the White House. And in one instance, the outer security gate around the White House was actually breached. Now, if that had been people wearing MAGA hats, there would have been wall-to-wall news coverage you would have seen the Secret Service hauling out the, the tear gas canisters and the rubber bullets, but not a single person was arrested, and there was hardly any media coverage outside of some of the conservative uh, news news agencies. So again, it, it's, a, it's a matter of, of what kinds of stories they want to cover and what sort of issues. You are absolutely right, Tony, uh, that this issue of the leaker is so vitally important because this really goes to the heart of who we are as a people. What are we teaching people these days in our schools, and our homes, that they, they don't know how to keep this, things confidential? They don't know how to keep secrets. You know, if I'm in charge of, of, of uh, hiring spies over the CIA, man, am, am, I, am I worried? Because nobody, nobody is being raised up, nobody is being trained to have a moral center where you know right from wrong. And I believe this is an extrapolation of that, what happened at, at the Supreme Court. Tony, thank you for that call, and we sure do appreciate you watching us today. 
Let's go to John in Texas. John, what's what's on your mind? A lot. I dislike Biden a lot. Um, I am a disabled senior, and I'm very low income. I'm the lowest on the on the list, I guess. Uh, I make about a thousand dollars a month. Wow. Have you ever tried to live on a thousand dollars a month? And Biden has made it so bad that I'm about ready to lose my home and everything I've worked all my life for. It sure was a lot better with Trump. And Trump is my man. And I just, I can't believe what Biden and his crew have done to America. It's it's disgraceful. Why hasn't he been impeached already? He impeached a year ago, or I don't know. It's just bad. And there's so many people that are worse off than me. And nobody wants to help the poor. And they talk about the government wants to, you to be indebted to them so they can control you. It's true. But somebody like me, I have no choice. John, John, have you been able to reach out to Veterans Affairs, um, the, the VA there in, in your community, in your town? I am not a vet- veteran. I'm disabled. I was, I'm not a veteran. Uh, so they, they're not going to help me, I don't imagine. But I do get assistance, uh, you know, food stamps, which I don't like, not enough. Um, and I get assistance. Otherwise, I'd be dead. And I just hope people wake up and vote for Trump. And, and John, I, I, I hear the frustration in, in your voice, and, and you're right. Um, and the, the sad reality is that when you're bringing in all of these millions of people across our border and you're giving them all of these things, you're actually denying American citizens like you the, the necessities you need. And, and again, there are circumstances in our lives that, that we have no control over, and you're doing the best you can do. And it's unacceptable that the Biden administration will not do what needs to be done to protect the American people. Um, John, you hang in there. You give us a call back one of these days, and we certainly appreciate you and, and your voice and uh, watching and listening to us on the radio. All right, um, our telephone number again, 901-260-5926. Let's go to Ron in California. Hi, Ron. What's on your mind today? Well, I, I want to I wanna talk to, to Mr. Stern. Yeah, you're talking to him, Ron. Uh, are you Mr. Stern? I, I am indeed. Well, all right, let's put I, Ron on hold here, and we'll get all that sorted out. But in the meantime, uh, folks, again, getting back to the heart of the issue, New Hampshire coming up, um, this is an opportunity for the Republicans to finally say, enough is enough, Trump is our guy, and we're moving on. If, if Trump comes out of New Hampshire with another historic landslide victory, it's all over. I mean, that, that's really where we are right now. All right, we're going to take a break here, 901 901- Two six zero five nine two six. Again, our telephone number is nine zero one two six zero five nine two six. May I tell you about our friends over at Newsmax? Man, are they doing a great job! Did a great job of their coverage last night. 
but they have an incredible streaming service called Newsmax Plus. Um, I subscribe. I love it. You're going to be able to watch all of the shows that you love. Rob Schmidt, Eric Bowling, Greta Van Susteren, even Greg Kelly. Uh, you're going to get great movies, great history movies and documentaries, and over 180,000 people have already signed up. You can also watch Newsmax Plus on your home TV or your phone app. And the best part about all of this, you're going to be able to get a free trial. That's right. It is absolutely free to start. All you have to do is go to NewsmaxPlus.com. That's NewsmaxPlus.com, and you can sign up and start watching Newsmax today. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Show. Let's go right to the phones. Let's uh, talk to Mike in Arkansas. Mike, what's on your mind? Well, our president and Mr. Putin, the war in uh, Gaza, a lot, a lot. Okay, well, let me jump in here. Yeah, let me jump in here. You got to pick one of those, Mike. So let's talk about let's talk about Joe Biden. Um, do you think he's really going to be on the ballot in in, in this presidential election cycle? I, I doubt it. Mike, I'm afraid we've got a bad phone connection. I appreciate that call, though. Uh, let's go to Florida. Brett joining us wants to weigh in on the Trump victory last night. Brett, Brett what did you think about that uh, that election last night, the, the caucus? I, I thought it was amazing. I couldn't get enough of it, Todd. And I, and I want to thank you, Um for speaking out because all these other fake news uh, channels, they don't talk, they don't speak the truth. My concern right now for this country, because I am a disabled Vietnam veteran, and my concern is all these people that have flocked across our borders, they're terrorists set up in this country somewhere. Me and my veteran brothers all have the same opinion, and we are so elated that Donald Trump's got his foot in the door again. Well, Brent, I can tell you this. Um, it blessed my heart to see, and, and let's get real, uh, Trump won all 99 counties. Uh, there were shenanigans going on in that one county uh, that went for Nikki Haley by one vote. I think what you saw last night in Iowa was was the, the 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 voice of the people finally speaking out and saying, this is where we want to go. These are the issues that matter to us, and we're going to take a stand, and Trump is our guy. Brett, appreciate that call. Let's go to Charlotte in Tennessee. Hi, Charlotte. What's on your mind? Hi, Todd. It's good to, to talk to you. Um I don't like the way um, Biden is treating the illegal Mexicans better than he is regular Americans. I go through the grocery store line and look over, and there's a handful of illegals with a basket full of groceries that I can't afford to buy for myself. Charlotte, as an American citizen, how does that make you feel when you, when you see something like that happening in your town 
in your grocery store knowing that you're a hardworking, taxpaying American citizen? Oh, it grates me to no end. Um, I looked over at one little girl. She must have been eight or nine years old with a brand-new set of braces in her mouth, and I could not afford to buy braces for my children growing up. But yet we're paying for all of these others. It's it's, it's very belittling. It, it's appalling. And, and then when you hear the reports of the VA medical centers actually pushing veterans aside, and then they're, they're providing medical care for illegal aliens. Again, this is medical care that is specifically designated for military veterans, and yet they're providing health care to the illegal. So, again, I think, Charlotte, it's a great example, as painful as it is, it's a great example of America first versus America last. Exactly, and I... I pray to God that Trump gets in office. We need him back. The first thing I said to my husband when when he lost the election last time is now I do not feel safe. I absolutely do not feel safe. Well, it is, um, it, it's a disturbing time, and you're right not to feel safe. I don't think any of us, I mean, when you've got lawmakers out there, and Charlotte, I appreciate that call, when you have lawmakers out there saying it's not a matter of if, but when we have a terrorist attack in this country and they're not shutting down that border, that ought to put the fear of God in every single person listening to us on the radio and, and watching us on Newsmax. I want to play some audio, though. This is from last night. President Trump, and again, the tone and tenor, cut number 12. I want to thank you very much. I want to congratulate Ron and Nikki for having a, a good a good time together. We're all having a good time together, and uh, I think they both actually did very well. I really do. I think they both did very well. We don't even know what the outcome of second place is. And uh, I see Carrie Lake. Congratulations, Carrie. Very good. I spotted her. I have to announce because she's terrific. She's going to be a senator, a great senator, I predict. Right? You're going to be a great senator. And uh, I also want to congratulate Vivek because he did a hell of a job. He came from uh, zero and he's uh, got a big percent, probably 8%, almost 8%. And that's an amazing job. They all did. They're all very smart, very smart people, very capable people. All right, there you go. And that was just a flavor of the president last night. A gracious man, conciliatory a very different Trump we heard last night. All right, let's go to John in Kentucky, listening to us on KWAM Radio. Hi, John. What's on your mind? Hey, Todd, I'll make this real quick because I know your time's coming up to the end of the show. First of all, that uh, disabled senior citizen that says he's only pulling in $1,000 a month, Todd, you need to subtract $175 a month from that because he's, he's on Medicare Part A and B. That's less than $1,000 a month. And here's another thing, Social Security. I need one of your uh, staff to go look it up. But it says in the Social Security application, if you are here illegally or undocumented, you can go ahead and apply. And I just wanted to tell that, yeah, he's making less than $1,000 a month, minus $175. And plus, his Social Security is being taxed. And I'll hang up and listen for your answer, Todd. It's, God bless you, brother. We th- love you. Thank you, John. And And that is what is offensive here, folks that we have situations where you got people out there and, and, and they're living in extreme poverty. 
and and a lot of these folks. And again, we see the folk. We we're, I'm not talking about the people that are you know wanting to live out on the streets, the drug addicts, and all that kind of nonsense. I'm talking about people who, for whatever reason, are are just in a tough, tough spot right now, and they need help. And that's the whole point of having programs like public housing, um, like having those um, those um, EBT cards. You just call them food stamps. The whole point of that was not to have generations of families living in public housing or generations of families living on government assistance, but it was a stopgap to make sure that those people were not booted out on the street. But now we don't care about those people anymore. At least the Biden administration doesn't. And Donald Trump is saying there is a better way. There is a more effective way. And it's time to put American people first. There's nothing wrong about that. There's nothing un-American about that. There's nothing unchristian about that. But we have to be able to take care of our own before we can help other people. And that's what Donald Trump is trying to say here. And now we have a measles scare at two major airports that are utilized by many people who are in Congress right now. Do you understand how dangerous this situation at the border is? What sort of a threat this puts on all of us? Could you imagine a national measles outbreak? Whoever thought that was possible. But this is what we're dealing with when you do not secure the border. We are dealing with mass chaos in this country. I'm telling you, folks, you got to pay attention here. All right, look, that's going to wrap things up today. It's been a lot of fun today. Uh, folks, you get out there and have a great one. ToddSterns.com. Go check out our website. Go check out all the great resources we have for you, for your family, free of charge. Again, this is our way of saying thank you for being a part of what we're doing. All right, folks, get out there and you be good, America. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.